0: Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as our Bible teacher and author, Rabbi Schneider presents a study on God revealed through his names. A well-chosen name can instill a sense of pride, confidence, and a positive self-perception. Not only that, but a good name also fosters connection and relationships, and it links us to the past. And today, as we continue our brand new series, To Know Him By Name, Rabbi Schneider discusses the meaning behind the first name of God, Elohim, that's found in the book of Genesis. So let's get started.
1: Yeshua said, no man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, He has revealed Him. We can't see God right now. We can't see Him with our physical eyes. So how do we know Him? We know Him through the Holy Spirit. We know Him by experience. But beloved, we also know Him through the revelation He has given us in His names and titles. Yeshua said in the book of Matthew chapter 13, that every scribe that comes to be a disciple of his would be like the owner of a mansion that's able to bring forth out of that mansion things old and new. A scribe was somebody that knew the Hebrew Bible. And so Yeshua says, when someone knows the Hebrew Bible, and then becomes a disciple of mine, he's going to be able to bring forth treasures, both old treasures and new treasures. Jesus said, salvation is from the Jews. And so we have so much treasure in the Hebrew scriptures, those scriptures that Jesus used, that the apostles used. There's so much treasure in there, but sometimes Christians spend almost no time in the Tanakh or Hebrew Bible, and only read the New Testament. But when we take that approach of only mining the riches of the New Testament without mining the treasures in the Tanakh, or Old Testament, we're overlooking and missing so much. And a prime example of this is when we study the Hebrew names of God in the Tanakh. Because in the Hebrew names of God, we come to discover who God wants to be to us. As we study the Hebrew names and titles of God, we find out who He is to us through the covenant that He made with us through Yeshua, and we also discover the titles by which He's called that describe to us His will and His works. So in this series, beloved children, we are going to go through the Hebrew Scriptures and unearth how the Lord has revealed Himself once again in his names and titles. Now if you think about this for a second, names mean something. So in other words, if you think back to your school days and you were let's say in high school and there was somebody that caught your eye that you were interested and wanted to get to know, what was the first thing that you did? You wanted to find out what? What their name was. Because knowing their name brings you one step closer into relationship with that person. And so it is with the Lord. He's given us his names in order to bring us into a more intimate relationship with himself. And furthermore, he's given us his names so that we would learn to trust him through the revelation he's given us in his names. So for example, when the Lord reveals himself to us as God Almighty, as El Shaddai, we begin to recognize God is all powerful and there's nothing I need to be afraid of. Or when the Lord reveals himself to us as Yahweh Yireh, what he was telling us is I am the Lord, your provider. So he's teaching us that we can trust him to meet our needs. If we don't have an understanding of who God is, it's gonna affect our actions And it's going to bring us to a place in life where we're not living in confidence in our relationship with him. A great example of this is in the book of Matthew, chapter number 25. And in Matthew 25, Yeshua tells the story of a man who gave out talents. He was going on a journey, and before he went on the journey, he brought his servants together, and he gave them talents. And to one man, he gave 10 talents. To the next, he gave five talents. And finally, to the last, he gave one talent. And then this man that had given these talents to his servants went on the journey. Then he came back from the journey and he called his servants to him. And he said to the one, I've given you 10 talents. What have you done with those 10 talents? And the one that was given 10 talents, he had multiplied the talents. Then the one that had been given five talents said, you gave me five, look what I've done. He multiplied the talents. Then finally, Yeshua called the one that only had one talent. And he said, what have you done with the talent that I gave you? And the man said to him, I knew you to be a hard man. To this servant that only had one talent, had a wrong understanding of who the Lord was. He said, I knew you to be a hard man. And he was living in fear of what he considered to be a harsh lawgiver. And as a result of his fear and his wrong perspective of who God is, Again, he saw God as a hard man. He buried his talent and did nothing with it. And so the point is, is if we don't understand who God is, we're not going to live fruitful lives. And even the little that we have will be taken away from us. And so the Lord wants us to understand we can trust him. He loves us. He wants to be our peace. He wants to be our victory. He wants to be our provider. Everything that we need, he is to us through Messiah Yeshua, and he reveals this to us in the Hebrew names and covenants that are given to us in the Hebrew Bible. So we're gonna dive in now. Very first verse of the Hebrew Bible, we have a title of God. All of us are familiar with the verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When we say the word God in Bereshit chapter one, verse one, what is the actual Hebrew there? The Hebrew title for God that's used in Genesis 1-1 is the name Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Now, the word Elohim comes from the singular use of that Hebrew word, which is El. And the word El just simply is translated as God. And what's interesting is that even pagan cultures use the name El to refer to their God. So for example, the Canaanites, which you've all heard of, they refer to their God as El. So when the Lord revealed himself as God, the true God, the real God, he didn't just call himself El, he called himself Elohim. Because when you add the word "im" or the additional "im" onto the end of a Hebrew word, it makes that Hebrew word plural and oftentimes this is done to give the singular emphasis. So in other words, when you say Elohim, you're saying this is the one true God. He's not just a God. He's not just one of the many gods. But by giving it a plural narrative, it becomes he is the one true God. So sometimes you add em onto the end of a singular Hebrew word to give that word emphasis. And other times you add the word em onto the end of a singular Hebrew word to make it dimensional, to make it a plural form. So for example, we've all heard of the angels, a cherub or a seraph but often as we hear not just a reference to a single cherub or a single seraph, but we hear the cherubim, the seraphim, the angels, it's now plural, cherub, seraph, singular, cherubim, plural. So we add the "im" onto the end of the word to give it a plural form. So considering this phenomenon then, considering this fact, we ask ourselves, Well, what does a plural on the end of the word El, which again is the singular form of God, but Elohim is the plural. Why did God refer to himself as plural? Why did God reveal himself in plural form? In the beginning, Elohim, plural, created heavens and the earth. Does it mean that there's more than one God? I mean, think about this. We're going into a profound mystery right now because we read in scripture, that in the beginning, the Lord created mankind in his own image. And he said this, let us, he said, right? The Lord's speaking here. And he said, let us, notice the plural there, the Lord is speaking of himself. And he says, let us create man in our image. So there's a conundrum there. What does he mean? Why is God saying, let us, plural, Make man in our, plural, image. Who was he talking to when he said us? Who was he referring to when he said our? Now the traditional rabbis teach that God was speaking to the angels. But obviously that's not correct because God didn't create mankind in the image of the angels. He created us in his own image. Let us make man in our image, the Lord said. He's speaking about himself. Man is created in God's image. So why would God use the term us and our in referring to Himself? And here's the mystery, beloved friends, because God is multidimensional and He has relationship within Himself.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have a special book announcement. Let's check it out.
1: Elohim Yahweh Adonai. The Hebrew names of God, seeking a deeper bond with the divine, dive into To Know Him By Name. Rabbi Schneider deciphers the Hebrew scriptures where God's names are revealed. Discover God as your provider, peace giver, victory, righteousness, healer, sanctifier, and more. To know him by name transcends mere knowledge and empowers you to conquer life's challenges. Order at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835. Start your transformative journey now.
0: We are truly so excited for you to get this life-changing new book. So pick up a copy today. And now here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message.
1: God is not a singular unity, but He's a multidimensional unity. God is not a singular unity. He's a multidimensional unity, and He has relationship within Himself. This is why we refer to God as being Father, Son, and Spirit. And yet each one has a unique personality. So for example, the Father is in relationship with the Son. The Son is in relationship with the Father, and yet they're both God, they're both God's essence. And yet there's real relationship there. So when the Lord says, let us make man in our image, he's talking to the fellowship of the Father, Son, and Spirit that is within himself. Now this is difficult for the human mind to comprehend because it's beyond the natural mind. The Lord said, even as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So we cannot comprehend how God is one, how there's only one God, which by the way is the highest declaration of traditional Judaism, Here, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. There's only one God. And yet within God, there is relationship and a multidimensional essence to him. And so when you think about, for example, God's creation of the family unit, right, moms, dads, brothers and sisters, this is actually a manifestation of the fact that there is community within the Godhead or even the body of Messiah were members one of another. Where does that come from? It comes from the fact that within the Godhead, there is community. God is never alone. God is never lonely. He's never alone because there's relationship, beloved friends, and community within himself. So I love this, that God is an us. Now that sounds almost heretical to say God is an us. But what did God say? He said, let us make man in our image. Taken out of context, this may sound off, but if you understand it truly from a spiritual perspective, it's life-giving. Let me say it again. Let us, God described himself as us. Let us. He described himself as an us. Now, one of the things that this does for us in understanding that God is an us, is it helps to relate to the world outside us, to people that we are in relationship within the world, not as being separate from us, not a me versus them mentality, not a separation between me and the people that I'm in relationship with in life, but rather that we're in community together, even as God is in fellowship with the Father and the Son, let us make man in our image, we then look at other people in terms of community rather than separation. So in other words, if I'm in relationship with you and I'm talking to you, I'm not looking at you just as being separate from me, but I'm looking at the two of us together as being in relationship And so now you and I together are us. And so this really can deliver people from loneliness and feeling isolated from everybody. When you understand that God is us, that there's community within the Godhead, that we've been brought into relationship with the God who is us and who is community, it transforms our worldview so that we begin to look at relationships and society as not being separate from one another, but we look at us all in being in community together. And it really does a lot to deliver people from a sense, once again, of isolation and of loneliness. I hope that this is helpful for you. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's more than one God. I'm saying that within the Godhead, there's the Father, Son, and the Spirit. He's a multidimensional God. There's relationship within him. He is an us. He made us in his image, and I should say, let us make man in our image and we take that and digest it, we recognize that when we come in to relationship with Elohim who created us, we begin to think like He does, and we stop seeing ourselves as separate from others, but we start seeing everybody around us that we're in relationship in being community with us. And this is why the scripture tells us, don't look out merely for your own interest, but look out also for the interest of others. When I realized this, when the Lord really sovereignly revealed this to me by his spirit, it was very, very transformative for me that God is community. And so oftentimes because of being defensive and being afraid in life, we can begin to think of the world as the world against me, right? But God wants to transform our thinking to recognize He's a God of love. He's a God of community. He is community within Himself. And He wants us to live in relationship to others with this same type of paradigm. God is the one that created us. In the beginning, Elohim created us in His own likeness, in His own image. When we really believe that we have a Creator that created us to love Him and to be loved by Him, we then can begin to define who we are based on that paradigm. Unfortunately, too many of us don't have much revelation of this. And so we're trying to get our identity from the world by how much money we have, by what our job title is, by how beautiful we are. So we're seeking for identity from the world because we haven't yet fully discovered, myself included, who we are, to the one that made us in his own image. David said in Psalm 139, that he was fearfully and wonderfully made. And David said it was too great for him even to understand this mystery, that he was created in the image of the creator. And so he said, you formed me in my mother's womb and I will give thanks to you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Beloved one, you are more than you think you are. I want to encourage you today to look Don't look out to the world to determine who you are or to find out who you are. Stop looking at your Facebook feed and look to the one that made you. Look to Elohim. Ask Him to reveal to you how much He loves you and who you really are. Ask Him to restore to you the identity that He wants you to walk in as you come to the revelation that you too, like King David, are fearfully and wonderfully made.
0: This is Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and you're listening to this straightforward and authentic Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Over the next couple of programs, Rabbi will help us discover how we can know God intimately and personally by name. So make sure to keep listening. And then did you know that we provide online study tools that are going to enhance these daily programs? And to help you go deeper into this engaging and life-transforming topic, I want to invite you to check out our messianic content that's available at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, when you allow God to work through you spiritually, emotionally, and financially, you unlock the doors to the kingdom, which in turn enables men and women all over the world world to experience transformation in their lives. So embrace your calling this year and make 2024 a season that's filled with purpose and impact for the Lord. Rabbi?
1: I know in my heart that when I'm able to sacrifice something to the Lord, whether it's an act of obedience, whether it's denying my flesh, whether it's in my finances, I know that when I choose to sacrifice myself to him, it brings me into a sense of feeling connected. What's really interesting is that the Hebrew word that is translated sacrifice in English, the Hebrew is korban. And not only does korban mean sacrifice, but the literal root of it means to draw near. So what's the point? When we make a sacrifice to the Lord, when we sacrifice our lives to Him, what happens is we are brought near, we draw near to Him, and as a result, He draws near to us. I want to encourage you, be faithful to the Lord with your finances. Make a sacrifice to Him. And when you do, beloved ones, out of love and with right motives, the result will be is that you will be brought near to Him and experience His blessing on your life.
0: To give a financial gift right now, simply visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call one of our friendly team members and ask how you can support us this year by calling 800-777-7835. You can also send a check in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. As a token of our appreciation for your generous support, we'll send you rabbi's message of the month along with our latest newsletter. And then if you aren't able to support us quite yet, but you wanna say hello and let us know that you're listening and praying for this nonprofit ministry and your fellow co-listeners, we'll send you a free gift. It's an audio message from rabbi that's titled, A Guide to Hearing God's Voice. Because no matter who you are, there are seasons when it can be hard to discern God's voice especially when there's an endless barrage of noise distracting us. So take a few moments to silence that noise and download a guide to hearing God's voice. It's our free gift to you and you can request this digital download online at myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. That's myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. Now here's Rabbi Schneider with a special blessing meant to invoke God's favor along with his grace and peace into our lives. The words from the ironic Blessing
1: in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yavah <laughs> Yahweh Yah Yahweh Panavela Khan Wekhuna Khan Isaiah Yahweh Panavela Khan Veasem Le
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains the revelation of a name. That's Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.